This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Welcome to Knowledge at Wharton. I'm Angie Bassuni. If one of your New Year's resolutions is to improve your time management skills, then you're going to want to pay close attention to my guest today. He's Wharton Professor Michael Park. He's a management professor here and co-author of a study that looks at two specific types of daily planning for employees. It turns out there's no perfect solution. The best planning for you really depends on the kind of work environment you're in and even the kind of day that you're having. Michael Park is here to tell us more. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Let's jump right in and talk about these two types of planning that's in your study. One of them is called TMP, which stands for time management planning. And the other one is called CP, which stands for contingency planning. Can you walk me through each one of those? Yeah, and you have to love these business acronyms we use all the time, but absolutely. So the first one, time management planning, I think most of the listeners and most people are familiar with, it's really about um, putting a to-do list together, writing out your tasks, prioritizing among those tasks. So what's what's more urgent, what's more important, and then scheduling. When are you going to do those tasks? So I think everyone has had some familiarity with time management planning, whether it's writing the to-do list. The full three steps, though, are are typically writing your tasks, prioritizing among them, and then scheduling them in your calendar when to do them. And then the other type of planning is contingency planning. This one isn't used as frequently or as often, but this is about thinking through your day and what could go wrong or what is likely to be disrupted or what's likely to be delayed in your work or in the, the case in our study, are you going to be interrupted or are you likely to be interrupted? And if so, how will you respond? And this planning can help deal with sort of those contingencies in the name of when things don't go as planned and thinking through that and trying to prepare ahead of time. When I was looking at that study, immediately, I think when you read it, you identify with one form of the planning or another. I think I think the list maker in me identifies with the time management planning, the TMP. But I used to work in newsrooms and I used to be a manager and you get interrupted all the time. So the manager in me identified with this, the CP part of it. Yeah. Um, I th- yeah, I think there's a little something in there for everybody. Now, when you and your co-authors did this study, you talked to and interviewed, surveyed people from all kinds of professions, around 200 of them, to sort of get the idea of how they're going about their day. What is the key takeaway from the study in terms of what planning works best? Yeah, so we were interested, you know, uh, I've been told to like, hey, plan your days and it can help your productivity. And we're really interested in like examining that. So what we did is we surveyed employees across the span of two work weeks to see what types of planning they engaged in each day and how much. And the two we already talked about was time management and contingency plan. And we were interested in how that affected their engagement at work, like how focused they were, how and how much energy they thought they had in their days and their productivity for those particular days. And so what we ended up finding is that on average, um, both types of planning independently increased employees' engagement and their productivity. So on average, and I'll, I'll get to what I mean by that, but basically controlling for a host of factors on average, not taking in the type of day into consideration, there was a positive effect of both types of planning. So making lists, you feel like you're making progress. And then contingency, you're actually reacting to disruptions and reactions more effectively, not getting bogged down. So there was those types of effects. However, when we took into consideration 
the amount you were interrupted on each particular day, that's when we start to find some nuance and interesting findings. So if you were in a day where you were highly interrupted, and this happened in about 20% of the sample on those days that were really interrupted for people, time management planning no longer has any benefits. So if you're planning your days in a very sort of scheduled way and prioritizing, but you face a day where you're really highly interrupted. And again, it was about 20% of those two weeks that we saw in this sample. It's not going to give you the benefits. On the other hand, the contingent planning still works even on those very highly interrupted days. So contingent planning's effects on people's engagement and productivity were not dependent on how many interruptions they face. So that one seems to be a bit more universal and applied regardless of the types of interruptions people are facing in their day-to-day lives. So it's really about being flexible and figuring out which one works. Yeah, I think there's definitely some some takeaways there in terms of like how we can use these two types of planning and thinking through your days. Um, and in particular, so you know, first of all, like if you don't engage in planning, the evidence suggests maybe you should do that. And that can even be the night before or like on your commute to work or thinking about your day before you begin. Just have some general assessment because that helps you focus on your tasks and do them as opposed to trying to decide through your day what to do. The second is, again, you know, most people, when we plan, we're too optimistic. There's something called the planning fallacy Mm -hmm. where we always are ambitious and we always think things will Um, happen faster and get done sooner than we expect. And a lot of times that's because we fail to account for the disruptions, both being interrupted by others or our own self-distractions, you know, oh, I got another notification from my social media feed. Let me check it. Right. (laughs) And, and therefore things take longer. So if people can think about their day, okay, maybe I'm working at home, so I'm not going to be likely interrupted by my colleagues, or, you know, maybe I'm going to the office but I'm going to get this one room to really focus and keep out interruptions. Then get involved in time management planning. Go ahead and do that. However, if you look at your past experience and you're like, you know, usually I get a few emails in the morning or so-and-so tends to get me around this time, or I know this deadline's coming up. I'm sure I'm going to get a few teammates to, to check in with me. Then it does help to kind of think about that. And then maybe you don't set as ambitious of a, a to-do list. And maybe you're prepared if you get interrupted. And that should give you, again, more energy, more engagement, and and not get as bogged down or frustrated when you do indeed get interrupted. I imagine there's a a bit of a difference here, depending on whether an employee or a manager. I mean, if you're a manager, you may, your interruptions may be a lot of meetings during the day, or a lot of a lot of the people that you supervise coming up to you and asking you questions. And on the flip side of that, if you're an employee, it may be your manager who is interrupting you throughout the day so that you cannot complete your task on time. Yeah, I think that's an interesting distinction to think about sort of how may these results apply depending on your role, like different employees or different um, being an employer or manager, for example. So, you know, to me, I think the broader sort of factor there is how interdependent your job and role is, meaning that how much do you depend on others to get your job done? And therefore, how likely will you be, you know, interrupted or, or needing to, to discuss with other people? My sense is, and, and I, I don't know for certain, but my sense is that managers probably would face more interruptions than an employee just because they're kind of control of more people's jobs and more people's work. That may not always be the case, but let's assume it is. Then, 
you know, managers may actually benefit from doing more contingent planning, right? And mm-hmm. you even alluded to that earlier when you were a manager. Again, instead of trying to focus on getting all your work done, maybe be prepared for those interruptions and have a more manageable to-do list. And again, I think one of the key things there is that people are enjoying their work days better when they have that, because if they engage in time management planning and are really highly interrupted, they're not receiving those benefits from planning in terms of their engagement and productivity. So I think I think that could be the case. And then if an employee does have their own control over their work, then you know, and they're not interrupted as much, then time management planning can be very beneficial for them. It feels like time management is a perennial topic in business. We always seem to come back to it. And I know for a lot of firms, they even include it now in your performance review. How efficient are you with your time? Um, I'm curious as to why you and your co-authors wanted to look at this topic. Uh, you mentioned earlier employee engagement, and I get a sense that that's part of the the reason, the overarching reason here to study time management. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yes, certainly. I mean, I think there's a couple of reasons, but certainly engagement was part of it. So I think a lot of the time management discussion focuses on around, you know, how can organizations get employees to be more productive so they can handle more demands and do more sure. work and add more value to the organization? We were kind of interested in to flip that. So could these skill set make people happier, more engaged, more focused, and enjoy their work, be more motivated to do their work because they're being more strategic and informed about how to align their planning with their day-to-day work. And that's what we were after is sort of how to increase that daily engagement. I think that also dovetails into this discussion around, you know, work engagement, which is always an important topic. And again, if you look at it, it's often comes from external sources. So we need to worry about job design. We need to worry about leadership. We need to focus on culture, which are all really important factors for engagement. But employees have agency too. And if we allow them to be proactive in a smart way, you know, wise proactivity where they're using these tool sets to make work better for them, that was kind of our interest at a broad level is like, okay, could employees actually alter their own engagement within their control and scope of work? And, you know, and we're, we're happy to find um, an answer to that, which was, yeah, they can, especially if they're planning for these interruptions in their day-to-day lives. I love that idea because you're, what you're saying is, hey, this is the one thing that you can control as an, as an employer or a worker in this place. Um, so I want to get to the news you can use. Give me some, <laughs> some tips, some tricks on better time management based on this research. Yes, absolutely. So I think, it, I think it relates back to what we were discussing earlier. So I think there's kind of three steps to, to look out for. So first is plan to plan. <laughs> so plan, set aside time either at night, the night before, or the day of, where you think through your day and your tasks, okay? And then the second part of that process is really consider, and the best way to consider what type of day you're going to have is to look in the past. Look at some repeated patterns of your days, repeated actions, you know, how often are you interrupted? Are you working in the office? Are you working at home? All of that can come in to give you some sense of how much you're going to be interrupted or distracted at work. And once you have some sense of that, if you expect a day that's going to be much more busy in terms of interactions and interruptions and distractions, then contingent planning is probably better because it will help you retool and focus on your priorities for that day. However, if you do anticipate, well, I think this day will definitely be something where I can kind of 
sit down and focus, you know, I'm devoting this chunk time where I'm not going to have any distractions or interruptions, then absolutely get through that to-do list and make it happen. Um, and I think, you know, these are things that we need to learn by doing. So I'm mm-hmm. sure there'll be days where you thought, oh, I wasn't going to be interrupted. And then you were interrupted a lot. So we can then update our plans the next time. But I think those three processes of plan to plan, set aside some time to think through your day, consider the type of day you're going to have in terms of interruptions, and then align it with time management plan or contingent plan. Those would be the three kind of tools to how to use these research findings to improve, hopefully, your day-to-day work lives. That's great information, great tips. Now, I do want to ask you, this research was published before the pandemic. If you were going to go back and do it now, I mean, so much has changed where a lot of us are working from home. And that I think that changes the kinds of interruptions that we face. Um, do you think that your outcomes would change or is the advice still sound, still good? That's a, it's, a, it's a great research question, actually. So where it relates to in this particular study is when we were investigating interruptions at work pre-pandemic, they were the other initiated interruptions, meaning that people were coming to you mm-hmm. for requests for information or just to socialize, but it was that other initiated. Now, another type of category of interruptions is self-initiated interruptions, right? Where, I don't know, you distract yourself, basically. <laughs> and, and so you can think about that in terms of the working from home or working in the office, those may differ, right? So you can imagine working in the office, you might have, uh, if especially if all your colleagues are in the office, you might have more other initiated interruptions and maybe less self-distractions because you, you're kind of, your mind is at work and you're like, okay, this is my place of work. There's that sort of mentality that I need to get work done. However, at home, you know, the lines start to blur and maybe you're not interrupted as much by colleagues or others, unless you have a family and kids who are also around, Mm -hmm. but maybe, you know, the home environment, oh, you know, my kitchen's right there. Maybe I need a snack or if you play video games or if you have uh, music equipment or, you know, there's a lot of distractions that are kind of vying for your attention that you might have those self-initiated distractions. So To your broad question of, you know, would the results change? I would want to investigate the nuance behind the different types of interruptions and whether they're more present in the office or at home. But I would still expect the general kind of patterns that regardless of the interruption, the more you have, I do think contingent planning would be better and time management planning would be less beneficial. But Mm -hmm. it is an interesting question to think about how those different types of interruptions may play out with those results. Absolutely. That's true, because we're still being interrupted. It's just different kinds of interruptions. Exactly. Right. It's still about managing that. Well, this has been some great information, Dr. Park. The paper is titled, When Daily Planning Improves Employee Performance, The Importance of Planning Type, Engagement, and Interruptions. There's a link to it on our website, where you can also find all our articles on the latest in business. For Knowledge at Wharton, I'm Angie Bassiani. Thanks for listening. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Thank you.